Hello again, spoopy people, and welcome to another episode. I am your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And I'm your resident spooky smartass, Sam Baxter. And, and this, this is, is my spooky, spooky gay, gay family. Hello, Sam Baxter. <laughs> Hello, Pissy Miles. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Just, I, I just keep swimming. Just keep <laughs> swimming. Just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim, swim. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> you really are tired, aren't you? <laughs> I'm, I must be because I'm actually punchy now. I like, I remember the other day I was filling something out. It was uh, an application for something and it was like, do you, like, what languages do you speak? And I was tempted to put whale. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, they'll either find this really funny or they'll be like, next. <laughs> like the, yeah, and you never know what's going to happen. That's why I hate auditioning for things because it's like, you never know what, you never know what they want. But if I've, if I've learned one thing auditioning and being a part of show business as long as I have. It's that like, you can't worry about giving them what they want. You have to worry about giving them what you do and letting them decide if it's what they want, mm -hmm. you know? And that's something that takes a lot of, it takes a lot of like training to beat that into yourself. I remember at one point I had auditioned for a commercial um, in drag mm -hmm. that was directed by Dustin Lance Black. Okay. Uh, who is the, uh, writer, the Oscar-winning writer of Milk. Okay. And um, the audition was in, like, a, a real big, like, studio. Uh, this was pre-COVID. And I actually was, like, FaceTiming with Dustin Lance Black, like, mm -hmm. doing the audition with Dustin Lance Black. And uh, he had a really good time with me. But my biggest regret is that doing it, I, like... It had been such a long time since I'd auditioned for something that I, like, kind of gave in to my, like, second-guessing, my doubts, and, like, mm -hmm. read it the way I thought they would want it, and not the way that Pissy would have read it. Right. And I was like, I remember leaving the room and being so mad at myself, because I was like, I really could have done something special with this, and instead I just, like, my, my lizard brain just was like, nope, we're not doing this. <laughs> But it was a fun experience, and he was very nice. I had a really good time doing it. But uh, that was that feels like a million years ago. Have you ever like? Have you ever had an experience like that where like afterwards you were like, I feel like I just threw out every skill I've ever attained <laughs> <laughs> in favor of like my lizard brain. I do that every time I write a query letter. Really? Yeah, because like. What I want to do, my my gut instinct is always, my, my gut instinct is always to be like, isn't this ridiculous? Let me make you laugh. Mm -hmm. Like, like, but I can't do that. Like, it has to be professional. Like, it has to be, 
like they're expecting certain things on this letter like i can't just mm-hmm. i can't just riff on it and it's like every single time i send one i'm like that tells them absolutely nothing about me like there's a biography section on there and they know absolutely nothing about yeah. me <laughs> but like it's not a thing that i can change but in terms of what i can't just start doing what i feel like doing which is going this process is ridiculous and i'm going to, <laughs> and i'm going to fucking poke fun at it the entire time honestly can i give you my honest opinion yeah i think you should and I'm not saying that in a in a facetious way. I'm saying that in like a wholehearted, full honesty, because I, uh, granted, I have never queried a book, but it's a lot like auditioning, and you're not, you're not really selling. This is going to sound harsher than I than it it might be intended. You're not selling as much of your book as you think you are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like when I'm auditioning for something, I'm selling very little of the character that I'm auditioning with. I'm really selling me. I'm selling my skills. I'm selling my sense of humor. I'm selling my personality because they want to know, is this someone I want to work with? Is this person someone who will take notes? Is this someone who will take suggestions? Is this someone who will take critique? But it's also like, is this someone I'm going to be able to stand sitting in a room with for two hours talking to? And if you make them laugh, that knocks down so many barriers. I'm just so concerned because it's written and you know my sense of humor. I'm, Mm. I'm sarcastic and I'm dry and like... I don't want to sound like the world's biggest bitch either. Well, <laughs> so the next like... time you're writing a query, send it to me and I'll tell you what I think. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think, and this would be my advice to anyone who's doing stuff like this. Anything in show business, it's more about selling your personality. It's more about selling you than mm-hmm. it is whatever it is you're selling. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what people respond to. And it sucks and it's stupid sometimes. But in a lot of ways... That's kind of the backwards thing about this business, the entertainment business, is that, like, people don't really care how good you are at things. I mean, we we had a very long discussion about Ali Larder in our <laughs> mini-sode this week. You know what I mean? She's no, she's no Sharon Stone, uh, she, but like she's she's not a Meryl Streep. But people probably like working with her because I'm sure Ali Larder is a very nice person and mm-hmm. she's talented enough. But it's like you're selling more of that right. than you are, and that's not to say that your book isn't worth it. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a very strange thing to to go through. That's what's so fucking weird, and it's it's probably one of the biggest misconceptions about entertainment is that like the cream rises to the top because it really fucking doesn't (laughs) and i've heard so many people say that they're like oh the cream always rises to the top and i'm like have you watched literally any television like (laughs) any pick one show you know what i mean it it's just such a strange thing but um yeah i don't know how did we get onto this I really I don't, don't have any <laughs> I really have no oh, clue how we got here. But anyway. But anyway. Um, what else is new with you, Sam Baxter? Not a whole heck of a lot. We're so- sort of starting to slowly see people as more and more people we know get vaccinated. So That's um, exciting. Yeah, it's it's been really nice. Um, I saw my in-laws for the first time in over a year today. 
And how was um, that? It was nice. You um, had Chinese food. Yes, we had Chinese food, and um, Sarah's mom didn't cry when she saw us. So we very, <laughs> and you were, we were very, very disappointed. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're like, no, because, I like, waited a year and a half for this? Because, like, the thing is, like, like Sarah's an only child, so, so, <laughs> so like, and her mother has talked to her every single day this year. Like, Do they talk on the phone every day? Just about, yeah. Wow. I don't... I call dad, like, once every three months, or if I have something cool to tell him. That's really and and not because and I don't want right to talk going, to him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible, evil children. Yeah, I call dad every time Haley's comet is in orbit. That's <laughs> that's about how often I call dad. It's like this is not, uh, I, and not because I don't love him, and not because I don't want to talk to him. I am just, no, it's just not. It's just not a thing that we ever got in the habit of doing. No, we we were not a like talk on the phone kind of group. No, I'm still not. And honestly, I have a lot of friends who like don't understand that. They'll be like, they'll be like, oh, my God, you never call me. And I'm like, to be fair, I don't call anyone like (laughs) I'm I'm happy to sit on the couch and watch my shows and watch my movies and then like go for my walks and go do my job. And then like, you know. Every once in a while, I'll call and check in and see how things are going, or I'll text you and and whatever. And it's like, it's not because I'm not interested. It's just that, like, how interesting are our lives? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nothing that crazy. Is, if, I, if I gave it all away every day, I'd have nothing to fucking talk about. You ask me how I'm doing once a week, and I usually have nothing to say. <laughs> this week, I was very excited you like, had something to talk about. Like... I was going to ask you about your bra. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sam bought a new bra for those of you who didn't understand that because we have not spoken about it yet. Thank you. Thank You're you very for welcome. that. <laughs> you knew it was going to make its way in. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't expect you to bring it up. <laughs> to be perfectly 100% honest, I wasn't expecting that. Well, now we're here. <laughs> but it's yeah. exciting. No, so we're seeing people, which is has been nice. It it is nice. I, David and I went to see his parents and his grandma for um for Mother's Day yesterday. Uh, we're recording on Sunday, by the way, which is Mother's Day, but yes. we went to see them on Saturday. Um, and it was it was really wonderful to see all of them, and and it was actually my first time eating in a restaurant mm-hmm. in over a year. See, I still haven't done that. It was different. It was, it was like, I didn't feel uncomfortable, again, because everyone at the table was vaccinated. So mm-hmm. it was like, yeah. what did I really have to be worried about? Um, but it was like, well, it, it was just strange. It was a strange new thing. Like right now they're talking about, like in New York, masks are not, um, I don't want to say required because they were never required. But the CDC does not necessarily recommend wearing a mask on the street if you're in the open air and you're maintaining social distance. Okay. So it's like, I see people walking around without masks and I still haven't done it. Although when I'm in drag, which is the only time I'm in New York City, I'm only wearing a face shield. Right. So it's like, it feels like I'm not wearing a mask to a certain extent, but it like, I think if I were to take it off, it would feel very odd to me. Yeah. No, I, I think it's going to be a while. Once... Once the CDC says that we don't need to be wearing them anymore, mm-hmm. I think it's going to take me some time to like. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be the one person still still wearing a mask. In no, 2024. I think it's just, it's going to take me a little while to not instinctively reach for it. 
See, I almost have the opposite problem. It's like we're a, almost a year and a half into this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there are still days. The other day, I walked out the door and went to lock it. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't have my mask on. Like, I still have those moments. Like, not very often. But, yeah. like, every once in a while, I'll just be, like, in my head, like, thinking about something. And I'll be rushing somewhere. And I have, like, errands to run. And I'm doing this. And I'm trying to get here by this time. And blah, 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 blah. And it's like... There'll still be moments. The other day, I made it into ShopRite. (laughs) Like, I was in the main entrance of ShopRite in my town. Mm -hmm. And, like, not well into the store. Just, like, the the front entryway. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't have a mask on. Like, I literally just, like, walked into a business with no mask on. And when things like that happen, then I feel like a piece of shit. Because I'm like, oh, my God, people look at me. And I'm like, for all intents... I mean, I have no eyebrows. So, like, that's that's the one thing that makes me nice and weird. But, like, for all intents and purposes, when I'm not in drag, I'm just a cis white guy. You know what I mean? And it's like, if I walk around without a mask, then... I assume everyone thinks that I have like a, a Confederate flag on my ass or something. <laughs> I, I just like, I, I always assume that people think the worst when they see me not wearing one. I forgot to put it on like a couple weeks ago. I stopped to get gas mm. and I forgot to put it on because I was in the car. Right. And it's like, you know, in your head, it's like, I'm in the car. This is a bubble. I'm fine. <laughs> and like the guy, like ca- Glinda. The, the guy came up <laughs> with a mask on and I, and like, I said to him, I'm like, oh, holy shit, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And he was like, feel it regular? (laughs) By the way, we live in New Jersey where you can't pump your own gas. Yeah, which is a crime. People say all the time to me, they're like, oh, I'm so glad we don't have to pump our own glass. Imagine having our our own glass, our own gas. Uh, they're like, imagine having to get out in the winter when it's cold and pump your own gas. I'm like, imagine having to sit and wait 20 minutes at a fucking gas station because there are four other people there and there's six empty pumps, but we all can't get out and pump our own gas. We have to wait because there's only two gas station attendants on because the, the billion dollar Exxon company didn't want to hire two more people to work the pumps today. Like... It makes me fucking infuriated. And I'm like, the people who love it, I just want to punch them in the throat. Because I'm like, there's nothing worse than when you stop at like one of those big gas stations. And it's like two o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and you just want to go home, but you Mm -hmm. need to stop for gas. And it's like, the guy is sleeping in the booth. Or if you stop at a Wawa, he's inside eating a fucking hoagie. And it's like, can we not like... I could have pumped my gas twice by the time this this idiot realized I was there. And so it's like, I would love nothing better than for us to just do away with gas station attendants. I don't like them. I don't need them. Not as people. I'm saying like, <laughs> as a job. <laughs> I didn't think you were advocating that. I didn't we want like... anyone to, I didn't want anything to be misconstrued in the Glenn communication. Glenn was up there like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> He's writing an apology letter to Exxon now. Um, yeah, I I hate I hate the idea of having gas station attendants. I think it's so fucking unnecessary. And it's like, what does it save us? Like ten cents a gallon on on the the it, the gas insurance or whatever the fuck it is. I mean, I don't even know if it's that much. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, there's no reason to have it. I think we're the only state in the union that has this law. I think so, too. I don't think that there's another one. We are literally not allowed to pump our own gas in New Jersey. It's ridiculous. And it's awful. And it makes me mad. One time I was on the Garden State (laughs) Parkway. (laughs) 
we're not going to get started until the half hour mark. So if you're not interested in this, just go ahead. <laughs> we're only on 16 now. <laughs> Almost on the dot. Um, we, <laughs> one time I was on the Garden State Parkway, I stopped at the Cheesequake uh, gas gas station. Yeah. That like, that like the Cheesequake yeah. uh, service, whatever the fuck it's called. Um. I almost said service center. Like there's a fucking uh, <laughs> mechanic on the side of the road. Um, I stopped at the gas station. It's one of those big gas stations with like 14, uh, 14 pumps and on all that shit. And I'm sitting there because there's only one pump open. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there at the pump. There's no one else on the lot. Mm-hmm. I can see the gas station attendant inside mm-hmm. the little like store area. Mm-hmm. Sitting there reading or doing something on his phone, whatever the fuck he was doing. And I'm like sitting there waiting for him to look up and notice me. Nothing. I sat there for five minutes, which doesn't seem like a lot. But when you're just sitting there waiting for someone, it's a fucking eternity. And finally, I like I was like, fuck this. It was like two o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning. I got out of my car and started pumping my own gas. And he saw me when I got out of my car and he Mm -hmm. started like coming outside and I was like, I got it. Like, don't worry. At this point, you are unnecessary. (laughs) Like, I do not need you. (laughs) And, uh, and he just went back inside. (laughs) I was like, it makes me fucking infuriate. I'm like, why do, why are we the only state that can't pump our own fucking gas? It's ridiculous. I don't know. And it's stupid easy to do, too. Like, it's... It's I, not I, brain surgery. No, like, it, but that's the thing. It's like, I've heard people say, it's like, I don't even know how to do it. I'm like, it takes all the two seconds to learn. There's instructions on the fucking pump. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you can read, you if can you, do it. Like, if you are not illiterate, you can pump gas. And it's like, you take the cap off. <laughs> you press the button. You pump the gas. <laughs> it will stop on its own. <laughs> Take it out, put it away, put the cap on, drive away. Try not to like spray gas all over yourself and the car. And that's pretty much the only rule. Yeah. Don't start a bonfire and you did everything (laughs) right. Like, Don't smoke. Don't, don't light anything. And you're good. You're golden. Turn your car off so you don't blow everybody up. And you nailed it. Like, what could you have? What could you really fuck up? And I'm saying that, you know, that there are people yeah. who like drive away with the, the fucking, fucking thing in yeah. thing in, or, or like, they're like, oh, I'll just light a cigarette real quick. Meanwhile, they have gas all over their hands. You're like, how did you even do this? How are you so fucking messy that you got gas all over your hands? What did you do? Yeah, you have to be trying. Like, it's not a baby bottle. You don't have to test it first. Like, uh, yep, there's gas in there all over my hands. Now let me just light this candle. <clears throat> I love the smell. It's uh, People are so fucking stupid, I swear to God. But anyway. But anyway, welcome to New Jersey. Um, where was I going with this? I don't know. <clears throat> the point is that this is my spooky gay family, and uh, we have a very exciting episode for you all today. We are going to review an uh, a movie that we actually kind of talked about in a recent mini mini microsode up on our Patreon at my uh, patreon.com slash my spooky gay family. We talked about an episode of Creep Show that featured the short uh, public the television, television of the, the dead. dead. And it was basically a half-hour parody 
of The Evil Dead. Yes. Which is a famous, famous movie from the 1980s. It wasn't even a half hour. It was like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And not long enough. No, Because not it was nearly. fucking amazing. It could have been the full 45 and it would have been great. <clears throat> yeah. They really could have nixed that first that first short. But. Which I still don't remember what the fuck I it was. I still have no idea what it was. We were talking about this for like 10 minutes in the minisode. But the point is. We had so much love after that mini, mini microsode that we were like, you know what? I say we just full on tackle the 1981 cult classic horror movie, The Evil Dead. And so that is what we are jumping into today. We are going to be reviewing Sam Raimi's classic. This is a classic. Yes, it's a classic. And this is a beloved horror movie. It is scary and weird and funny and campy and odd and and, and gory gory and bizarre and it is just the most amazing thing in the yes. world um <laughs> excuse me my allergies have been fucking nuts then <laughs> everyone's like mm, covid um but before we jump into the episode we did get a uh, uh a couple of comments from from some of our listeners as you guys know every once in a while we'll have questions or comments about the main episode from our patreon listeners and if you are a patreon listener you can also submit questions um about the minisodes and the main episodes so today we have a couple of comments from listeners first of all before we get into the comments um we do want to wish a very very happy 40th birthday to a very loyal patron out there in the in the uh the spooky gay ether. <laughs> the, the, this weird little universe we've created. Happy, happy birthday to Melissa Jacobs. She is uh, celebrating her 40th birthday on the 15th, which is in about two days. So uh, happy, happy birthday, Melissa. We hope you have a wonderful day. <clears throat> My God, I have like... Do you ever have like one piece of phlegm yes. that just like no matter how hard you cough, it just like won't... It's like, no, I'm holding on. This is my spot. <laughs> I believe that is the premise of most Mucinex commercials. I should be in a Mucinex commercial. <laughs> Dustin Lance Black, if you ever <laughs> if you ever direct a Mucinex commercial, call me. I'm your girl. <clears throat> uh, but we did get a comment from uh, another really amazing listener of ours. This is from Emily. Hello, Emily. Emily said, I am, in all caps, beside myself that you're doing an episode on Evil Dead. I first saw this when I was in high school and it scared the hell out of me. And I've been obsessed with the franchise ever since. Side note, if you ever have the opportunity to meet Bruce Campbell, all caps, do it. (laughs) My favorite part in the film is, of course, one of his lines when Ash says, we can't bury Shelly, she's a friend of ours. It leaves me in stitches every time. I've read that the casting crew left a time capsule buried in the cabin's fireplace once they wrapped. But then Sam Raimi burned down the cabin by his own admittance. However, the fireplace and chimney supposedly are still there. I feel like this could be a great field trip for my spooky gay family. A treasure hunt for the evil dead in the woods of Tennessee. What do you guys think? I think not if I have to cross that fucking bridge. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> count my ass out we were like okay bob <laughs> hands on one side feet on the other we're just gonna drive over bob um i personally would love this 
It does sound really fun. If we just like called out of work for a week and did a little road trip to Tennessee to try and find the Evil Dead cabin (laughs) and find the time capsule, I'm sure somebody must have found it by now if this is a rumor. Yeah, no, I'm sure somebody's been there since. Bruce Campbell just like wandered out into the woods one day (laughs) and was like, mine now. Um, It would be cool to see the old filming location, though. Yeah. I imagine there's probably a lot of uh, cool shit around there. (laughs) <laughs> to look at, at the very least. I love visiting films. I don't know. Locations. I read they burned an awful lot of the props and shit. Really? Yeah. Not the book. <clears throat> well, no, I don't I don't know what happened to everything, but I believe they burned most of the props because it was such a hellish experience to shoot the movie. Really? That Sam Raimi was like, fuck all this. <laughs> so oh, I didn't know it. that. <clears throat> yeah, no, it was apparently freezing cold. The cabin had no heat <laughs> apart from the fireplace. <laughs> like, Did they build the cabin? No, the cabin was already there, but apparently it was in such shitty shape that, like, it was just horrendous conditions. There was no running water. (laughs) (laughs) They had had to have had, like, trailers and things, though, right? No. This movie was made for $350,000. But they didn't stay in the cabin. Did they? I don't think they stayed in the cabin. I think they stayed in a house nearby, but like... I was going to say, there's no way they stayed in that cabin during No, filming. but they were shooting like... It was all nighttime. hours every single day. I'm I'm calling shenanigans. I'm saying they they were better taken care of than they'll admit. Sam <laughs> <Okay>. Raimi. <laughs> if, that's, if that's what you want to say. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, and with all that said... I say we uh, we jump into Evil Dead. Are you ready to <clears throat> chat some Evil Dead? I am. This is the Evil Dead, by the way. This is the 1981 classic, not the 2013 remake, which no. I'm sure we'll we'll get to at another point. Although I will say, I that made it sound like I have bad feelings towards the 2013 remake. I don't, if I'm being honest. Um, it's obvi- it obviously doesn't. It doesn't really hold a candle to, but it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't a bad movie for all intents and purposes. It really, it was okay. Yeah. It did fine. It exists. It wasn't offensive to me. No. But you also have a much more, you have a much stronger affection for this movie than I do, I think. I mean, I don't, I didn't have a problem with the remake at the time. I remember when they announced it, I was like, this is a travesty. You can't remake Eagle Dead. (laughs) Um, like, like this is up there with like, like you can't remake Jaws. You can't remake the Evil Dead. Do you think one day they'll make they'll remake Jaws? It better be after I'm dead, <laughs> <laughs> because I will make sure that that shoot is just as hellish as the original one was. I will sabotage the fucking shark if there oh is God. even a shark. I was gonna say there probably won't be. It'll be CGI and it'll the be entire shit. Thi- they'll they'll just make the entire thing on green screens. But like, they won't even have water. <laughs> It's just Steven Spielberg sitting off off camera with a straw and a oh, glass of water going... Oh, I don't think Spielberg going, would ever... I don't think it would be him. I don't think he would ever do it. You don't think he'd want to visit the set just to watch everyone else get tortured? <laughs> I think he might, like, stop by, but only if they're filming on water the same way he was. Because, like, again, if they're doing it all on green screens and shit, then, like, mm. they're not getting tortured the same way Steven Spielberg was. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, no, they they can never remake Jaws. That is, <coughs> that is an absolute, in my opinion, 
Um, the remake of The Evil Dead turned out not to be the the heinous war crime that I assumed it would be. No, and it had a lot of homages to the original. <laughs> yeah, no, and it did it did pretty well, honestly. Yeah. I've like, seen much worse remakes than that one. Yeah, no, I have too. Like Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, <laughs> or Friday the 13th. Or Friday the 13th. Um, but that said, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be doing the 1981 The Evil Dead. Yes. Is technically the, it, it has come to be known as Evil Dead, but it is technically called The Evil Dead. Yes. It was written and directed by Sam Raimi, who is now an iconic uh, part of the horror lexicon. It stars... Um, at least one heavy hitter in Bruce Campbell. We also have uh, Ellen Sandweiss as mm-hmm. Cheryl. We have Richard Demanicor. 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 I believe it's D A D E M A N I N C O R. Oh, I missed the second end then. That's what I'm saying. Richard Demanicor. Okay. <laughs> Richard Deman in charge as Scott. <laughs> We have Betsy Baker, much easier to go with, um, <laughs> as Linda, and we have Teresa Tilly as Shelley, who <laughs> is probably one of my favorites. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I did happen to love Shelley. <clears throat> Although I will say, in this whole movie, yeah, don't get me wrong, Bruce Campbell. Yes. Bruce Campbell is lovable. He is yes. the he is the heart and soul of this franchise. The final boy. Yeah. He is the final boy. But if I'm being honest, my favorite character in this whole movie, mm-hmm. I think I got to give it to Cheryl. Really? Oh, easily. <clears throat> I can see easily. That. I can see that. Cheryl. I don't have enough <laughs> great things to say about Cheryl. First of all, I think she's gorgeous. She is very pretty. She is a very pretty girl. The pants she's wearing when she gets there don't do her any favors because once she takes them off, uh, she has a great butt. She does. She has a great butt. But she also has like, she looks like, I wrote, she looks like Patti Lapone. She does. She has that like beautiful Italian um, facade that's like, she just has like very soft but defined features. I okay. kept expect- expecting her to like break out into like rainbow high any moment. <laughs> she was like, she was like, ah, we gotta get out of the cabin. Like, <laughs> like, like, Cheryl just has no consonants. Pa- Full on Patty Lapone. Um, but she also was like the most fun deadite. In she my is opinion. a fun deadite. I I have to say, if we're going by fun deadites, I think my favorite is Linda. The giggly one? Yeah. Because she scares the shit out of me. Oh, she didn't scare me. See, she scares the shit out of me. She doesn't scare me. I find her so creepy. I didn't really find her that creepy, if I'm being honest. That's fine. You don't have to. It's just, I remember the first time I watched it, like... It's unnerving, I guess. It was disturbing, and it bothered me a lot. (laughs) And I guess I've just carried that forward every (laughs) time I watch it. The problem I have with her is that, like... All she does is sit and giggle. Yeah. And it's like, for the first minute, you're like, ooh, this is weird. And then after that, you're like, all right, bitch. Like, who gave her the fucking nitrous? Like, get a, <laughs> like shut her up. Somebody throw her in the basement with Cheryl. <laughs> I was like, she... also, who's uh, Sam, why the fuck did we name them Cheryl and Shelly? I don't know. <laughs> the, wh- what were we running out of names? They were like, Shelly. I don't know. I, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Like, you couldn't think of one other name that didn't sound exactly like, like the name. Other S names. <laughs> Sylvia. Yeah, Sylvia and then you have, and you have Scotty, too, so it's like... 
Scott, Cheryl, Shelley, Linda, Linda and, and Ash. Ash. Yeah. I said Ash, <laughs> Ashley. I mean, Cheryl is technically a C name. I mean, technically. <laughs> you could spell Cheryl with an S. I mean, yeah, you should. If you, you wanted to. Yeah, no, easily. <laughs> Someone out there is like, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> I was just like, I'm Cheryl with an S. <laughs> <laughs> not Cheryl with a C, because Cheryl with a C goes, not sh-. Um <laughs> That's Liza. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> is it bad that I, I said Liza with an S? Just <laughs> is it bad that I said Cheryl with an S just to make you do that? <laughs> I'm like, if I say it that way, he's going to do Liza. <laughs> I would love to see a remake of The Evil Dead with Starring Liza, Liza Minnelli. Minnelli. <laughs> What's She's the like, opposite of terrific? in the basement <laughs> I'm, making, I'm making London broil it's the best thing my mother taught me to make London broil she learned it in London it's the best broil um, like Liza Minnelli in the evil dead she's like join us but then she breaks into Pippin <laughs> she's like join us leave your field to flower and they're like Liza this isn't Pippin stop it <laughs> She's like, I really feel like the Jedi's would do jazz hands. <laughs> jazz hands are a little, a little, I'm going to do a little shuffle off to Buffalo. We're not in Buffalo, Liza. We're in Tennessee. But we're going to Buffalo. It's on a, we're going on a patam. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> Liza Minnelli as the Deadites would be the best thing in the world. Oh, my God. I'm making that short now. Liza Minnelli stars in a horror movie. <laughs> I expect this coming this fall <laughs> to a theater near you. Um, the Evil Dead starring Liza Minnelli. I'm going to. Oh, my God. I just had the best idea. <laughs> uh, but I don't want to say it because I don't want to give it away to other people. I'll tell okay. you about later. Okay. Remind me about my Liza Minnelli horror movie idea. Okay. Um, that said, <laughs> I did think. While we're on the topic of names, mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that they named him Ashley. That seemed like a terribly unusual name for a, a guy in the late 70s. No? I mean, I have no idea whether it was popular or not. It never really, like... Occurred to you? Bothered me, or... like It, it didn't it bother never, me. N- it just struck me as, like... isn't the right word. It just struck me as interesting. <laughs> it, was a, it was probably a pretty unusual name at the time. I would imagine probably. I'm not sure why they named him Ashley, to be perfectly honest with you. The, the, that didn't come up in my trivia deep hmm. dive for this week. I, w- I would love to talk to Sam Raimi and be like, where why? did the name Ash yeah. come from? <laughs> yeah, why did you pick Ash? I wonder if maybe Ash was originally supposed to be a female character. I don't think so, because it was written for Bruce Campbell. Oh, it was? Well, he and Sam Raimi were were friends from high school. Like, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no. Like, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi basically made this movie together. Huh. The things you learn. I had no idea about that. Yeah, no. Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell have been friends for a very long time. And still are, as far as we know. As far as we know, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Good for you. You know what? Best wishes to Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. You did it. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, so why don't we jump right in? Sounds good. We're going to start with overall impressions of this movie. I know that you have loved this movie for a very, very long time. I have. You saw this well before I did. I would say I probably saw this pretty late for a horror fan. I didn't. I don't think I saw this movie until I was well into my 20s. Really? Which was, I mean, what, a year, two years ago? <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> no, I saw this one. I want to say I was like maybe 15 or 16. I was going to say you were in your teens when yeah, you saw no, this. Yeah, I think I was like 16 when I saw it the first time. And this is quite a movie to see as a teenager. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's it's a lot. Specifically for Cheryl. Yeah, poor Cheryl. Poor um, Cheryl. <laughs> she really took Tree Hugger to a new a new height on this one. <laughs> it's let's just get this out of the way. We'll just get it out of the way. <laughs> because I still have a hard time watching that scene. Really? Yeah, I just think it's so it's so gross and like it's very odd and disturbing and like I have a hard time watching it. Sam Raimi has has said since then that he kind of regrets it. I mean, I don't blame him. But like there's a part of me that's like this was unnecessary and it shouldn't have been in the movie. There's another part of me that's like it's kind of it's just part of the movie now. <laughs> I know you you like, almost like can't take it out. Like, yeah, it's like so at this iconic. point like you, you can't <clears throat> remove it. But it still grosses me out, and I, I have, like, I have all kinds of feelings about it, and it's, it's but I, I stop at the idea that it should be removed, because it's just, it's a calling card of this film now. And that's the thing, it's like, it was unnecessary and probably should not have been included, but now we've gone too far. We can't go back. <laughs> you know what I mean? We it's, can't- The box has <clears throat> been opened- yeah, someone read the words in the book, and yeah, now and it's, it's, it's just done. here. Um, yeah, it is probably... We are, of course, referring to the scene where uh, Cheryl gets infected with the demon. Yeah. And she is essentially raped by a tree. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most bizarre moment in the entire movie. <laughs> and that's saying something for this movie, because there yeah. are a lot of bizarre moments in this movie. Yeah, but we'll get that one out of the way just to start off the top, and here we go. And again, one of my favorite... Not scenes. It wasn't my favorite scene, but like one of the reasons I love Cheryl again. Yeah. First of all, she looks great. Mm-hmm. She, you can't take that away from her. She looks great. Yeah. Great actress, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, I I really happen to love Ellen Sandweiss. I think she did a great job in this movie. Yeah. Although I will say it was very kind of like cheesy, early 80s, late 70s horror. Mm-hmm. When she's, like, running away from the demon in the woods. Yeah. My note on it was, uh, Cheryl looks like she's running through a forest of marbles. She just, like, I was like, I was like, she's like a newborn foal. I was like, use your feet. She can't stand up. It's like watching her try to escape on roller skates. I was like, why can't this woman stand up? It was the most bizarre moment. But I did love it. I I loved. And again, Sam Raimi did a great job of creating an atmosphere in this movie. The the being isolated in the woods is something we see over and over and over again, even in movies earlier than this. I mean, Last House on the Left, Mm. which is a much different movie. Yes. uh, Kind of has similar elements of like kind of the isolation, the seclusion of being kind of stranded in the woods and unable to escape. But this is, I think there's something about the 70s that really brought on a lot of this. There was like that kind of like hippie culture that was, that was really motivated by Native American culture, but like really just appropriating Native American culture and not actually yeah. practicing any of it. Um, 
But that whole, like, I'm going to go camp in the woods and be around a bonfire and be in a cabin. It was like that when when you think of people who grew up in the 70s, you always think of them like out meandering in the woods. <laughs> <coughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> I have to admit that that's probably not the first thing that comes to mind for me. See, I, I, that is something when I think of like the culture of. I guess you would say boomers, like boomer, like early boomer culture mm-hmm. was like hippies. And and it's like dad, dad was, dad loved, dad to this day loves camping and going out and being in the woods and having barbecues <laughs> and fishing and. And reading and, ancient Kandarian. Yeah. <laughs> Kandarian. I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there was something about that culture that kind of made its way even into the horror movies. Yeah. We see it in Friday the 13th. We see it in this movie. We we see it in a lot of different horror in, in the 70s and 80s. So um, I, I loved that about this movie. I loved Sam Raimi's atmosphere. Although at one point I wrote, <laughs> I was like, I was like, are they supposed to be camping in San Francisco? Why is it so fucking foggy? Like, this is the foggiest <laughs> I was like, why is this forest so goddamn foggy? You can't walk an inch. With, you wouldn't even know where the fuck you were. <laughs> it was bizarre. Um, what is your overall impression of this movie? I fucking love this movie. <laughs> what, do, what do you love so much I, about this movie? I don't even know if I can put it into words. It's like, it's... It's just sick fun. <laughs> for like 85 minutes it's just, they should put that on the poster sick fun it's just it's so gross <clears throat> and it's so over the top and it's so like just reveling in the gore of it and oh, like the gore in this movie is, is ridiculous is amazing and like when this came out it was it was originally not rated and then it was rated nc-17 really yeah there's only one boob yeah, I know, but it wasn't for sex. It was for the <clears throat> for the gore, gore and, and the, the crazy. violence. Hmm. But like, this was the first time I think I watched a movie, a horror movie, where I felt like I was watching something that I shouldn't be watching. Mm. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it was kind of the first time, like, except for maybe The Exorcist. That's what I was going to say. Mine was probably The Exorcist. Where I had that thought of, <clears throat> I probably shouldn't be watching this. That's fair. I it, And to be fair, at 16, you probably shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> I had seen worse, honestly, by 16. I know. I'm sure that, I'm sure that that's uh, true for both of us, if I'm being honest. But I, I will agree. There's just something so gross fun about, sick fun, as you said, yeah. about this movie. It's like... Just the gore is unimaginable. I it's can't amazing. think of a movie before this that really was like, that hit me this hard. Maybe The Exorcist. Yeah. But that was a much different style. Yeah, it's a very different film. It's very different. The, the I don't want to call it gore. I would say the... Um, bodily fluids. <laughs> yeah. But it's like even farther than bodily fluids. It's like the um, carnage I yeah. guess is much more realistic in The Exorcist. Yeah, it's more grounded in reality anyway. Yeah, it definitely feels a bit more like like ooh, this is like ooh, this is, is Yeah. Uh, it's like making my <clears throat> stomach 
turn. But in this movie, it's like a little easier to dissociate. Yeah. Because everything has like just a, it's like a slightly different coloration. You know what I mean? Like everything is just like, it's a little bit slappy. It is a little bit slappy. At some points, you can tell that the that the actors and actresses are spitting milk out of their mouths as opposed to milk, blood. or like, like they're a there's, puppet. <laughs> they're a puppet. Um, at the end, when you see the the demon guts, it's creamed corn. Yeah, because this movie was made for three hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. It is truly bless you. It is Thank truly you. bizarre. It is truly bizarre. But the gore in this movie is very effective. Yes, and do you have a so favorite gore scene? I think if I had to pick, I think it's when um, when Ash is trying to bury Linda and he cuts her head off. And, With the shovel? Yeah. And then she's like on top of him and there's just blood spurting out All of her neck his face. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's just as poor Bruce Campbell is. <laughs> I know. And it's just, it's just spurting. Like, and he's like, like no. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, Bruce. What have like you, you can practically see the, the the fucking crew member off screen with the with the little pump thing <laughs> going <laughs> <laughs> like squirt squirt. squirt. <laughs> it is uh, that is a great scene. I yeah. mean, the whole scene with Linda's death is just <laughs> phenomenal, especially when her head lands. Yeah, and you're like, oh god, he cut her head off with the shovel. And but, but especially because the cutting her head off with the shovel is so funny. <laughs> yes, she's like soaring through the air. She's like ha. Ah! And it's like, bunk. <laughs> it's just like, he knocks it off like she's Mrs. Voorhees. <laughs> Hit her with the blunt side of the machete. Yeah. And uh, and then she hits the ground and she's like, ha! <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, she's still going. Somebody, like, get the shovel, hit her again. <laughs> Play it again, Ash. Um, yeah, I will say that. That is a strong one for me. Yeah. For me, when it comes to gore... I would say my favorite is probably Scotty. Okay. I think when Scott uh, gets two thumbs to the eyes, yeah, that one was the one that I was like, oh, I gotta put my <laughs> snack down. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we have we have really entered a new realm of gore here because I was like, I was like, woof, wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and then he pulls the like piece of branch out of his leg, and like it's just like. I don't even know how to describe the movement of the blood. It just sort of it just sort of oozes slowly out of this gaping hole in his leg. <laughs> he literally like, deflates. Like, <laughs> I was watching it. And he he like pulls the branch out and it's like and you can see him being like, ah, what a world. But it's like a, a gallon of blood oozing slowly. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> it was pouring. <laughs> oozing slowly he was pouring because i remember watching it and being like oh my god like he is literally i I expected it to be like absolutely fabulous when the liposuction accidentally sucks up her whole body i was like that's what's gonna happen to scott i was like he's just gonna like deflate in front of us i did love it i i I love the kills in this movie the kills in this movie are great they are particularly phenomenal i um i love shelly's too i love shelly's um just watching fucking Scott go to town with the axe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and then, like, you move away and it's just, like, pieces of her twitching. <laughs> like, and she's like... Uh, 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 uh. And, and he's like, well, we have to bury her. 
<laughs> and then you get the infamous yes. line that Emily said. Uh, what was it? Uh, we can't bury Shelly. She's a friend of ours. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's not wrong, I suppose. I guess he's not wrong. But <clears throat> meanwhile, Scott's sitting there going like, yeah, but she's very dead. <laughs> she's very dead. He's like, we have to take care of this. But again, Cheryl. <laughs> We have to get into. I'm having such a hard time talking about her, her because I used to call Sherry Pie Cheryl, and oh, so wow. it's like, ugh. But it does, I guess, make it a little bit easier that I get to talk about her getting like mutilated. So, um, Cheryl, in my opinion, is the best deadite. She is a very good deadite. First of all, because of when she dies, um, <laughs> I love her death. Mm-hmm. when the book gets burned yeah but i also love when she becomes a deadite and mm-hmm. she's like she's like join us join us. or she's guessing the cards yeah which and is then, actually a really creepy moment. it is I a really, really creepy that. moment because at, at first you're like who the fuck is talking <laughs> yeah and and it's like oh it's cheryl <laughs> and then she turns around and she looks like fucking bonkers <laughs> It was literally like large Marge. I was like, oh my God, she has lost her mind. And the best part, in my opinion, is that immediately, I think it's, I think it's Shelly starts yelling, look at her eyes, look at her eyes. And I was like, bitch, look at her whole face, her whole fucking face. Every inch of her is fucked up. She literally turned into a corpse. And you're like, look at her eyes. I'm like, her <laughs> eyes are white. They've always been white. She was also like floating and like, no, no one was alarmed by that. They're and like, they were like, wow, I guess we shouldn't have given her Mexican. <laughs> like, why? Poor Cheryl. She can't. So floating and rolling her head and telling her, to, telling us to join her. Like it's. <laughs> She's like, join us. We have emodium. Uh, and, and they're like, mm, you could use it. Uh, but then I love, I love, and I'm kind of jealous that she gets to be the one that's stuck in the basement all the whole movie because she is just comedy gold in the basement. First of all, when Ash kick or is it Scott? I think it's Scott. When Scott kicks her into the, yeah. into the, the basement, she's like, wow, like literally goes flying back like Dracula dead and loving it. She's like into the basement, tumble, takes it. Cheryl, they should have called it Cheryl takes a tumble. Because she literally just, like, backwards down the stairs. I was like, this is the most amazing moment in the movie. But Cheryl goes on to be the most phenomenal um, deadite. Because my note for her was Cheryl in the basement is like a demonic toddler. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Everything Scotty says, she's just like mocking him. She's like, we need to get out of here. Mm, Where are my shoes? Mm." And it's like, will someone hit her with the shovel? Like, Cheryl is just... Or just slap the shit out of her like that. (laughs) I I said at one point, I was like, Cheryl is like the woman in Airplane that everyone like lines up to slap. Because before she, even before she becomes the deadite, she's like having this like breakdown. Everyone's like, calm down. You need to pull yourself together. And I half expected them all to start being like, shut up, you woman. Like just wailing on her. It was, I was kind of surprised that they didn't. I, but I, I love Cheryl. I really honestly think she's my favorite character in the movie. That's, that's totally fair. I do love Cheryl. Do you have a favorite character? 
It's hard to choose. But I think I, I think I have to be a little basic and just say Ash. I mean, that's a fair choice. Ash is a very good character. He is a very good character. And like, because he carries over into the sequel, I will I will be completely open and honest that I think it's Ash, but it's mostly for Evil Dead 2. Hmm. Because Ash and Evil Dead 2 is fucking amazing. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we'll get to that the day yeah, we we'll, talk we'll, about we'll, it. We'll, but we'll do Evil Dead 2 at some point. But because like, it's basically Evil Dead. Yeah, but. except, except it's, it's just amazing. Do you think, because this was a note that I had when I was watching the movie, do you think that they knew how funny this movie was when they were making it? It's kind of I hard mean, to say. I think it's hard to say because it's such a, because of the type of horror that it is, that kind of shock horror, mm-hmm. where you're just pushing the boundaries as far as you possibly can and yeah. hoping for a reaction, you can veer very quickly from shock into funny. Like, like without <clears throat> hesitation. Like the line is very, very thin. <clears throat> so like, I have to think that Sam Raimi knew on some level that some of this was just fucking ridiculous. I mean. But like. In the original, it's fucking ridiculous and it's scary. In yeah. in Evil Dead Two, when it's taken up another notch, it's camp. and it's basically the exact same thing. Yeah, it's the funniest fucking thing that's ever been. <laughs> I mean, I will say there are moments where I'm like, you had to know this was funny. Even even moments that were like slightly less intentionally funny, yeah. like when Scotty is sitting on the couch and he's like, "I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die," and Ash is like, no, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. I was like, he's literally been like torn in half. And Ash is like (laughs) wiping his head and like, you're okay. Everything's fine. Don't tell mom. Like it was was just like one of those moments where I was like, I was like, Ash, he is not fine. He literally is like missing limbs right now. (laughs) I, I do. I think there were some moments that were just intended to be funny. I, I mean, I have to think that. Like when I mean, like when Shelly is twitching after the just number. That's like, funny. Like that's fucking funny. Or even when she's like trying to pull the knife out with her stump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When she when she like lost the hand and she's like ah, ah, and the scream that goes on for fucking ever. Yes. I was like, I was like, girl, I was like, her scream goes on longer than the peeing scene in Austin Powers. <laughs> She never, she never even took a breath. I was like, this woman's an opera singer. I was like, how did she, how did she scream for so long? She never stopped. It was bizarre. And then when he hits her and knocks her down mm-hmm. and, and, and when he, when he fought, she's finally like dying and Scott's like, boom, and he like wails on her. She goes down like she was filled with air. I was like, she looks like one of those, like, those like wacky waving guys at the car dealership. It was like, if you hit it with a shovel, that was Shelly. It was just like, ah, it was like a family guy fall. It was the most ridiculous. You're up and And you're down. I was like, what is happening? I was like, there's no way Sam Raimi didn't realize this was funny. No, it had to be on some level. He had to, he had to known that it was funny. I, I don't know how much of it was intentional. I know that Sam Raimi has a good sense of humor. So, like, I have to imagine that some of it was was intentional. I feel like even if it wasn't, like, I'm going to make this funny, I think his inherent humor just kind of popped up. Yeah. It had to have. Because there are moments in this movie where it's like... 
And maybe again, this is just me being a desensitized viewer in 2021 going like, oh, this isn't that scary. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But in 1981, this was probably like horrific. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, oh my God. (laughs) This film was banned in Germany for like 30 years. In Germany? In Germany. Germany has a much worse history than anything that happens in this movie. I'm surprised they were the ones to ban it. Uh, The UK banned it for a little while, too, actually. I'm kind of shocked. This is a great... Once you've been banned, you are automatically a great movie. I'm, as a, if, you, if we're talking horror movies, at least. I'm not talking like propaganda. Uh, it's not true for everything. I would argue Cannibal Holocaust is an absolutely terrible film. Oh, I've never that seen That did it. terrible things to people. So like... Really? Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of like behind the scenes stuff with Cannibal Holocaust that is just disgusting. I don't actually know anything about the movie. <clears throat> we can talk about it after because <laughs> it's a real downer and I don't want to like... <laughs> yeah, you're like, let's not interrupt this amazing yeah. episode. Yeah, let's, let's not, let's not uh, soil the evil dead with Cannibal Holocaust. I mean, that's fair. I, I don't want to soil the evil dead. I, I love this movie so much and I found myself... Which I don't normally find myself doing, rooting for the hero. (laughs) Like, when Ash was fighting them, I was like, wow, he's really doing a good job. But to be fair, I have very mixed feelings about the Deadites. It feels like the transfer of the demon is not that hard to do. It's literally just like, poke him in the eye, they're a demon now. Yeah. Um, But I did find myself kind of feeling like they weren't that hard a fight. Do you ever feel that way? Yeah, no, it they're not they're not like insurmountable obstacles. They're they're not like Yeah. They're they're, they're not like Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers where it's like you have to you got to get out of there. You got to get the fuck out of there. Cuz you're just not good. You like, like in a in a in a fight of fisticuffs, you're not going to win. Yeah, like cuz the deadites aren't they're it's more a numbers game and they're fucking with you. Mhm. It's not like I mean because Based on how you make a deadite, Ash should have been a deadite like six times. Oh yeah, she so scr- like, when she scratched his leg, I was like, yeah. "Oh, Ash is a deadite now." Yeah, like there's no way. So like, there's no hard and set rules with the deadites. Yeah, so it's kind of strange <clears throat> if I'm being honest. So it's a little bit more like, yeah, you can you can fuck with the deadites. They're not gonna like they're gonna try to kill you, but. Uh, middling success do you think you could fight the deadites no because i have absolutely no hand-eye coordination and it does require decapitation hmm i bet i could do it i mean if i was given like unlimited tries with the axe maybe (laughs) 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 like if they were tied down to the floor perhaps like and I mean, even, to be fair, even then, them just like moving their head side to side would probably be insurmountable. <laughs> you can't catch me. And Cheryl's like, join us, join us. <laughs> and he's like, God, I just want to kill this bitch. <laughs> yeah, I think I could take the deadites. You do? I think that I could. They don't seem that insurmountable, especially because most of the time you're only taking on one at a time. Yeah, no, they're not really. They're not good at flanking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not an organized group. They're just kind of no. good at spooky. 
Yeah, no, they're they're good at creepy. They're good at fucking with your head. They're yeah, they're good at bringing mounted deer heads to life, which is <laughs> in the second film. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, and and even like, I I don't know the whole thing with the deadites that um that drives me crazy is that like. Even summoning them, it's like they really don't have a lot of power when you think about it. Because they go to this cabin, they find the Book of the Dead, and then it's like, even the only reason the Deadites even got there was because they played that tape. Yeah. And fuck that guy, by the way. Yeah, seriously. The professor, he's like, I love that he was like, uh, I realize this incantation summons demons to possess people. And it goes a little something like this. <laughs> like, like, dude. <laughs> Get it together. <clears throat> what were you thinking was going to happen? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I don't. I bet I could take the deadites. They they, <laughs> they wouldn't even come back if you didn't say the the fucking incantation. That's true. That being said, we're not actually sure what happens to Ash at the end of this movie because they might still be around. Well, we get one last zoomy cam right into his chest, and then like we don't know what happens after that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There were a lot of, like... I, I love this movie. Um, there were a lot of, like, funny things in it. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I don't mean funny, like, haha. I mean, like... Obviously, you said it was made for, what was it, $350,000? Yeah. Which, in the 80s, was probably closer to a million. It yeah, had I to don't, be at I least six no or 700000 I have no idea what the translation is. I don't know either. But I, I imagine it... I mean... Still, by the standards of what a movie is made for now, not a lot. Yeah. But it wasn't chump change. It was no, it wasn't decent like... money. But I still think that like there are there are just some things about it that um that we love because they're a part of the movie that it's like one of those things where it's like you love a cult movie for its its strengths and its flaws. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think do you think there are flaws in this movie? Yeah, there are flaws in this movie, but like it's stupid shit. It's it's like the door opens and for a second you can see a crew member's hand there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, it, there are there is a lot of like weird shit. But even like even like little uh like story things like there, there's at one point um this wasn't a story thing but like when they first get there the swing in the front yeah. the now iconic swing mm-hmm. is like banging swinging and banging against the the cabin mm-hmm. but the the sound of it banging is not lined up with yeah. the swing hitting the wall <laughs> and it's like it's like you couldn't spend five more minutes lining this up like what, 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 who was the sound editor on this movie <laughs> it was probably sam raimi um and like, I don't know, just little things, like the the like you key... can see the square matting around the full moon when these yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> or like even little things like the key ring yeah like this spooky cabin in the middle of the woods and it's like who first of all these are the creepiest fucking keys you've ever seen and why there. are they on that giant brass ring I, I, my my note was literally <laughs> uh who keeps their keys on an oversized brass ring and then in all caps i just wrote the devil like that, that <laughs> who else this is the spookiest fuck and then they walk into the building and it's like 
I, I love that they said they got it for a steal. I was like, what was a steal for this cabin in 1974? I was like, if they paid more than $4 for this thing, <laughs> I was like, this was, this was, it, it was a steal on the other person's part. They stole your money. And then they walk in and you, and you see the whole like, Ash goes in to like investigate and he finds that like closet with all the shit in it. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, it looks like Leatherface's pantry. I was like, what? <laughs> who decided this was, uh, they were like, oh yeah, let's stay here. I would have gotten right back in the car. I would have been like, we are done. Well, that's one of my favorite things is like in the very beginning when Scott is walking up and the thing is banging and the other three are just standing back by the car watching him. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> and they're like, I'm not fucking going up. There. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you know better. Yeah. So there's a there's a part of me that's like, you guys knew what you were in for. Like, you knew what was coming. Yeah. And and I mean, anyone who looks at that cabin would have a, a moment of pause. Right? Wouldn't you? Yes. No, I would never have, like, I would have taken one fucking look at that thing. And granted, this is because I've seen the evil dead. <laughs> I would have taken one fucking look at that thing and been like, nope. <laughs> no fucking way. I was going to say, I mean, this cabin is now iconic. This is an iconic piece of, of film uh, visual. Yes. I, and so much so that it was even referenced in Cabin in the Woods. Yes, it was. Which basically, I don't want to say parodied this movie, but. No, it was, it was parodying a lot of shit. It was, <laughs> but, like, a, it was like. Evil Dead was definitely in there. It was high in there because it's yeah. like they go to this cabin that looks frankly the fucking same yeah and then evil shit starts happening to them and it turns out i mean in well i won't ruin anything it's spoiler alerts but like there there was clearly a lot of influence of evil dead on a movie yeah. like cabin in the woods um i don't know i i i i, I do love this movie but uh it, it was a lot to handle, <laughs> uh, especially on a second watch when I'm watching it critically. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and even like little things like Bruce Campbell sounds so different now. He does. He, he does sounds so young in this movie. His voice is higher. Well, I think he's like, oh my God. I think he's like <clears throat> 1920. No. Really? Yeah. I don't think he's older than like 21. Damn. I mean, good for him. That kind of gives me pause, though, because he does something that I was like, I literally made a note about it. I was like, when they're all having dinner, when the <clears throat> basement door opens. Yeah. I was like, why do boomers always have to make toasts? <laughs> Every time. It's like, it's like, what 19 year old is like, everybody lift your glass. It's like, why is this a thing? <laughs> and he starts making a toast. And he's like, I'm glad we're here. And then the basement opens and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. But um that was something that I found to be very interesting in this movie. All hell breaking <laughs> loose after that fucking basement. Did you also notice at one point, I'm not sure, but it looked like there was a poster on the wall in the basement for The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, no, it's there. It is. Mm -hmm. I was right. Yes. How funny. <laughs> like of all the things to be in that cabin, why a poster for The Hills Have Eyes? <clears throat> um... There's a theory that it's Sam Raimi kind of giving a tribute to The Hills Have Eyes, because in The Hills Have Eyes, there is a ripped Jaws poster in the house. I had no idea. Yeah. Huh. Well, good on you, Sam Raimi. I knew it was a, a, a Hills Have Eyes poster. I was like, that is definitely... Uh, I, I knew exactly what it was when I saw it. But um, then they get into this fucking nonsense with the tape recorder. Yeah. And I was like... 
who in their right mind listens to this shit? <laughs> this is why boomers. <laughs> They just start all kinds of shit. We're just going to shit on the <laughs> Like millennials aren't doing stupid shit in horror movies I know, these eating days. Tide Pods. But, <laughs> we, but I was like, I was like, who goes into the basement and takes the fucking tape recorder? And then he's like, here's an incantation that summons demons. And they're like, yeah, let's give it a shot. <laughs> Why not? Let's, would you listen to it? Especially because Cheryl's like, turn it off. And they turn it off. And then Scott's like, no, I'm going to turn it back the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Scott doubled down on it. He Fooled was like, you. It's like, like, not only am I going to listen to it, but I'm going to go out of my fucking way to make sure that, that I you're hear uncomfortable. this. Yeah. Would you listen to it if you were in the woods? Fuck no. You wouldn't be a little curious. I would be curious as hell, but I, again, the second it's like, this summons demons, and it's like, I found it on a dig anywhere. Hmm. I'm like, nope. No fucking way. Would you have kept the book? It That's was, a little It harder. was human skin. Bear yeah, in mind. Be- bearing in mind that it was human skin. I think I would have had a hard time not keeping the book, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. Taking home a haunted book. I probably would keep the book too. And I hate to say this because it makes me sound like an idiot, but I probably would have listened to the tape. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're if like full disclosure, if we are like like balls to the wall, this is me, like I I probably would have listened to the tape. I think I would have I no, would have been fine. interested enough and I I'd, I'd be dead, but I would have listened to the tape. I don't see how you could find that tape and not listen to it. I think I would have, I, I would probably have, have pulled a Cheryl and the second he started doing the incantation, I would have been like, no, this is over. But I definitely would have listened to the first part. Like, I wouldn't have, like, not ever hit play. Mm. But the second he got to the incantation, it would be like, nope. Mm-mm. Yeah, maybe I would turn it off at the incantation, but I probably would listen to most of the tape. That's fair. I feel like you have to. You can't find a tape like that in an old cabin and not listen to it. <laughs> That's like we're horror junkies. Like we 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 would have to. <clears throat> it would be even better if we went to visit this filming location and we found a tape recorder. <laughs> if you're listening, go out now and leave us a tape recorder <laughs> that we can find when we come find where this cabin was. If you're listening and have like a lot of free time on your hands, if you want to like record a creepy tape and mail it to us. <laughs> Like, we promise we'll listen to it. We're all for it. We'll even play it on the fucking podcast. <clears throat> Five if, minutes or less. Yeah. Well, <laughs> three. <laughs> let's let's be honest. Um, oh, I absolutely would listen to it. You have to. That's like Cabin 101. I, w- I would regret it. And I would be like, oh, I can't believe I have to do this. But then I'd press play. It's like in the rule book. You go in the basement, you play the tape. That's what you do. It's it, That's the rules. The Stu said it. <laughs> this is what this is what is necessary to our survival as a species is, is our you play the tape. our crippling curiosity. <laughs> we have to. You have to play the tape. Okay. Okay, I see the point. You have to play the tape. So, I have a question for you before we we put this movie to bed. Okay. Um, if you had to remake this movie, oh God, who would you cast as Ash? This is a this tough is one. This is like an impossible question. I know. Uh, Bruce Campbell cannot be replaced. 
but we're I'm just trying to think of an actor with like a similar profile because the chin is necessary (laughs) (laughs) well we can add chins I'm, I'll make that a, We're gonna a caveat. We can add that in post. We can add it in post. We can, we've got, we can make a latex chin. Okay. This is I, a very hard one. I'll, I'll give you that. I'm like completely blanking. It's like all of a sudden I don't know what actors are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, actor? What's an actor? <laughs> you know who I would kind of love to see do it? Who? And this is just kind of like. I can't tell you, I can't exactly explain why I would want to see it, okay. but it's one of two people. Okay. Either Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> or. Or Alan Rickman. Well, Alan Rickman is dead, so that's going to be a bit well, of a Well, I'm not time. saying currently. I'm saying <laughs> okay. like, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to put him on strings. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm saying like, if I could see one other actor play, play Ash, I would love to see Sir Ian McKellen. Mm-hmm. And I would love Alan Rickman as okay. Ash. I think he'd be a good Ash, don't you? I I think you probably couldn't pay Alan Rickman enough money to make this movie. But yeah, no, it would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like his character in Galaxy Quest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it's a really I'm hard really... question. I don't know. I I don't know if I have an answer for this. Like any actor living or dead, and I still can't come up with one. <laughs> like, I'm I admittedly gave you a challenge in this one because I, I don't know if I don't know if there is definitely a good answer, but mm-hmm. I will say, you know who I think might be able to do it justice? Who? Keegan Michael Key. Yeah. No, I, I think can see he that. could do it. I think he could do it. I mean, it wouldn't be Bruce Campbell. No. Because we love Bruce Campbell. But I really think he could come close. I think he could too. I think he could do it a good job. I think he's got the sensibility for it. Yeah, which is you have to look terrified and also realize that this is ridiculous. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> that's all the requirements for the evil dead. Um also. Yes. Would you or would you not want to be a deadite? Let me say, let me phrase it this way. Would you want to play a deadite? Okay. Play a deadite, yes. Become a deadite, no. If for no other reason than that fucking pencil to the ankle thing is like, mm. I'm not here for that. Well, yeah, someone could just like poke you in the arm with a, a long nail. Like, we don't, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need the pencil thing. Yeah, I know. But like, they always find some interesting way. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the, the process of becoming a deadite is, is incredibly unpleasant. But like, yeah. yeah, no, I think playing a deadite would be a hell of a lot of fun. I... I would love to play a deadite. I would love to see Pissy as a deadite. I think Pissy would be a great deadite. I think that 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 would be amazing. If I'm being honest, I'm not convinced that Lady Bunny isn't already one. (laughs) (laughs) You can't tell me she is a deadite through and through. (laughs) Lady Bunny was born a deadite. She'll die a deadite. (laughs) She'll die again a deadite. Again a deadite. Uh, Are we forgetting anything? Have I ha- have I breezed over anything that you wanted to talk about? The problem is there's so fucking much with this movie. Uh, there, it is infinite. I mean, we have the crazy deaths at the end with um, yeah. Cheryl and Scott and, and the crazy puppets. Yeah, the puppets are amazing. The puppets in this movie are ridiculous. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. I love that they literally just start. She just melts. 
Yeah, she just fucking melts. Cheryl just melts. Yep. Claymation. Claymation and everything. A lot of claymation in this yeah. movie. I was kind of surprised. A surprising amount of claymation. Especially for Scotty. Scotty yeah. goes through hell, even as a deadite. <laughs> yeah, he really does. <laughs> cannot catch a fucking break. And I'm not this saying like it's not deserved. the world's most sad sack deadite. <laughs> sad sack. He gets both his eyes poked out. And he's like, apparently the only deadite that feels pain. Because Cheryl gets fucking shot in the face. And she's like, well, gotta keep kicking. And and Scotty gets poked in the eye. And he's like, nah! I was like, I was like Cheryl must have a really great constitution. <laughs> So I was just like, I dealt with the fucking tree. I can deal with this. This is fine. <laughs> yeah, once you've taken a tree branch to the pussy, I feel like you can you can do anything that night. <laughs> end with that. End with that. Uh, we will end with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for Evil Dead. I know there is a ton more stuff that we could get into, and I'm sure that we will one day when we get to Evil Dead 2. But if there's something that is a favorite part of yours that we missed, please let us know. We would love to hear from you. We'll talk about it on the next episode. Uh, we'll definitely do a little refresher if you bring something to our attention that we missed. Uh, otherwise, we'll be back on Monday with another mini, mini microsode over at patreon.com slash myspookygayfamily and more many, many episodes <laughs> right here wherever you are listening next Thursday. So until then, stay spoopy and remember Ash I don't want to die you're not going to leave me are you Ash are you I don't want to die you're not going to leave me here are you are you Ash (laughs) Scotty now come on listen to me for God's sake My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Alon, and this episode contains clips from The Evil Dead, distributed by New Line Cinema, 1981. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. Barbara Duel.